folks, welcome back. It is week 12 of the 2020 college football season, such as it is uh, week 12 of the Carla and Crappy show for this season, such as it is. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm, I'm Crappy. I'm in Pittsburgh. Uh, that's Carla. She's down in Nashville. Carla, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How, how, how is life in Pittsburgh? Life, it snowed. It snowed today. It snowed it? today. Yes. Nothing <laughs> stuck. But, but um, we got actual lake effect snow and it was... It was um, uh, glorious, as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't. <laughs> not everybody shares my opinion, of course. But um, but I was I was pretty pleased. Uh, just just cause just it's yeah. something different. It's November, and that's about the time it's supposed to start. It's um, supposed to. Supposed to. Um, it, it's not supposed to snow in Nashville in ten, in, uh, in November. So we were we were chilly today, but not like not anywhere near cold enough to snow. Um, okay. It was in the low fifties here. Okay. Okay. So that's, okay. that's a little cooler than, than it has been. So, so we'll take that's it. Still that's, that's still good. That's still November-ish. That's, it was crisp. That's crisp. a good word. That's, that's, that's totally, that totally works. Um, we are going to do, uh, because it's 2020 and, and everything is different, we are going to do something different uh, just off the, the top of the bat. Um, we've, had a, we've had a couple shows where, where things have been pretty serious. And I promise you we won't be completely serious this whole show. Um, but there's a there's a, a kind of a big thing uh, to talk about right off the bat, um, and I it, it's Carl. We we found out uh, on Saturday, uh, in fact, the actual reason why uh, Penn State tailback Journey Bound Journey Brown, excuse me, had had retired uh, from football. Um, it, to, to to preface this, um, you know this. We, we, we've obviously discussed over and over and over uh, how odd this season is. Uh, right. Last weekend in particular, um, you know, the entire, almost the entire SEC slate was, was postponed because of, of, of uh, COVID concerns. Um, my game, Ohio State's game against, against um, uh, Maryland uh, was postponed. Um, uh, my Bobcats this week are not with the, the, the big rivalry game against Miami is just canceled. Yep. Um, because uh, Frank apparently can't keep a lid on on the, on the COVID nineteen in Athens, and it's you, you look at this stuff and and you grouse about it as a fan or you grouse about it as a um, someone who records a college football podcast on Tuesday with hopes that the games that you guys are talking about on Saturday aren't going to get called off. Right. The important thing to remember is that this is done for these things are done for a reason. It is to to, to take care of the athletes and to make sure that something. Um, that that is a problem doesn't become a huge problem, um, and it's it's fortunately you know these are these are guys in their in their uh, late teens and early twenties, and they they generally handle the disease well. You know you you might you you might be asymptomatic. You might have a, a feel like a you have a cold for a few weeks, um, but generally they're go- they're going to be okay. That's not the case for everybody, um, and there were. Uh, Right, right at the beginning of the season, there were really disturbing reports about a, a, a kind of mysterious link between COVID and um, cardiac problems. Mm-hmm. And, and, and man, then you start thinking that's, that, that, that can kill people. Right. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I have now exhausted my knowledge on this subject, but fortunately for us, um, Carla did a pretty deep dive on this uh, a, a few years back when when uh, when she uh, was doing the journalism thing, right? Um, and I know that you have some thoughts about obviously about Journey Brown, um, but just about the the, the broader subject um, and, and and exactly how freaking scary this is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's such a mixed bag. So so a little bit of background here. When I was at Yahoo. Um, I was on the high school desk. I was the assistant high school editor um, for Yahoo Sports and Rivals.com. So I was the assistant editor of Rivals High. And there was a stretch in 2011 um, where there were about five or six high school athletes um, that had something pretty catastrophic happen to them that were, that were considered cardiac events. Um, the, the exact term used for that is sudden cardiac death. And um, so we decided to do a deep dive on it. Um, and I was the person that said, I'll do it. 
um, because I have, it's, it's personal to me. I have a history of heart, heart disease in my family. Mm -hmm. um, I've lost family members due to heart disease. It's something that I take very seriously. Um, and so when they asked if somebody was willing to do a deep dive into learning cardiopulmonary terms, I said, oh, pick me because I already know a lot of them mm -hmm. because I had to learn them. Um, and so I did a deep dive and I was fortunate enough to work with, with some editors who gave me the, the, the bandwidth. And those of you that know anything about journalism to get the, the extension of a three week timeline to be able to put a deep dive into something is a luxury, particularly in a digital environment that you just don't get. Um, and no. no, and, um, I mean, I was still doing other things, but like they allowed me to pretty much shift my focus. Mm -hmm. Um, because we'd gotten past National Signing Day and that was a big day for us. And so it was kind of in that in-between time between National Signing Day and getting ready for, for seven on seven tournaments. And so they gave me the luxury of these three weeks. I actually pulled out my folder, I kept it. <laughs> I showed this crappy earlier, but this is how thick my folder is. Um, it's about an inch and a half thick, um, full of research on this particular incident that, and it just so happens that the exact same thing that I spent three weeks um, writing a, um, it started out as a 10,000 word story and ended up getting cut down to about uh, 6,500. Um, we cut a bunch out of it, but um, on this idea of sudden cardiac death, which is, is, is primarily caused by um, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, um, which is a, which is a, um, the, the cardiologist that I talked to, Dr. Thomas Rowland, who did a lot of research on this, um, essentially described it as, as a muscle bound heart. Um, and so there's extra muscles around the heart, which makes the heart have to work harder. It's the number one cause of sudden cardiac death. And Journey Brown confirmed that that's what he was diagnosed with. Mm -hmm. um, it's incredibly serious. Um, and and um, it's the same thing. Um, if you're familiar with, it, with, with Hank Gathers, it's the same, mm -hmm. the exact same situation. Um, and so there's, there's some mixed messages in, in Journey's retirement, right? Um, it's incredibly rare that it gets diagnosed before it becomes a problem. Yeah. Um, and so in that case, Journey is incredibly lucky. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, and this is something, you know, I've, I've, I did so much research on this topic and talked to a lot of parents who lost children to similar issues, um, who started foundations, making the big push um, to get AEDs established in high schools in particular. Um, really tough stuff to, to dig into. But the, the challenge with, with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy is, is that it's really not detectable. Mm. Um, the only way you can find out about this is having an abnormal EKG. Um, and then even an abnormal EKG doesn't necessarily say that you have to do further testing, which normally requires an echocardiogram. And the challenge with high school students in particular is that that's really, really expensive. And so there's, there's a challenge with high school kids and you have an abnormal EKG, well, depending on your insurance and on all that, like getting the echo to try to diagnose it is, can be, you know, a game changer financially for a family. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was one of the things that we talked about was the costs involved with this. It, it's interesting. Like I, I, I take it, you know, it's a little bit more personal for me, not because I'm a Penn State fan, but because Journey Brown's from Meadville. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, he's a District 10 kid. That's where I grew up. Um, you know, I, I was, I was, I was, um, I was born in Greenville, Pennsylvania, but my first home was in Meadville. So, um, so I did I'm, not know that. Yeah. So I'm, so okay. I'm, fr so I'm from the town where Journey yeah. played, high, played high school football. And you think about how Journey Brown made a huge mark, and we're both familiar with the Western Pennsylvania football scene. Journey Brown made a huge mark on the Western Pennsylvania football scene when he was in high school because he had a 700-plus yard game on the ground rushing. And I mean, okay, so that's yeah. just stupid, right? But, then, <laughs> but now you figure out that like this kid had hypertrophic, like this is not something that was caused, you know, like he's had this all of his life. Yeah. You're born this way. This is not something you develop. The fact that... Um, he was rushing for 700 yards a game in high school and he's still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, is, is something to be thankful for. Um, I've been joking with, with one of my colleagues that uh, the whole thing about 2020 is that we hear about all these things and the statement we've been using it, it doesn't make it suck any less, but <laughs> right. And, and that's right. kind of where I am with, with the journey. Um, it doesn't make it suck any less. Mm -hmm. Um, he had a promising career. He probably was going to be an NFL draft pick. Yeah. Um, 
and the fact that we we haven't figured out how to how to take care of this, you know, there's there's so many un, unanswered questions that I have. I, you know, I I was joking on not joking, but as we were talking about this, when I found out this is what Journey was causing him to retire, I, I've often said I kept this folder of research because I've often said that this might be my book topic. I've always wanted to write, a, you know, that's one of those like if you didn't know want write a book, like yeah. that's why I kept all this. Right. Um, I would love to talk to Journey because there's a really interesting thread here. And my mom used to work in cardiopulmonary. So I talked to her about it this week mm-hmm. and she couldn't figure it out either. James Franklin said that the way they found out that, that Journey had um, the muscle bound heart was through a COVID test. Okay. I don't know what the relation would be. Um, I, 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 I mean, I don't have a reason to call a cardiologist to say, okay, how could they could have, how could they have found this out? You know, was his white cell count up and that caused something to, to trigger and so then they did the ekg and then they did the echo so it was like right like that might have been it it's hard to tell but i would love to know i would absolutely love to know what the relationship was between the covid test i'm using air quotes because you know did they do different things with the covid test did did the covid test come with an ekg and and the combination of the two showed them something i don't know um i can't speculate on that that's 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 such an interesting connection because I mean it, it was just before the outset of the season. I mean it was, it was in August when we started reading stories about um, you know about this kind of tenuous connection between COVID and 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 cardiac problems in athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know that's when you know you 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 have the understanding that that younger healthy kids are probably going to be okay with with uh, with the virus when when they get it. But there's this there's this big scary thing looming in the background that you don't quite understand the connection. And, and you know, and maybe, uh, maybe digging just a little bit further uh, after a COVID test is, is what, is what uh, got the diagnosis for, for, uh, for journey Brown. Yeah. I would, I would really love to dig into it. Um, and so, so if you're, if you're, if you're, if you are a mem- if you are a media entity listening to this podcast <laughs> and want somebody to dig into this, I would love to, um, okay. I, I would, I would absolutely love to, to make that phone call and talk with him about it and kind of add that to the, to the pile of research that I've got here. But so it, it, it doesn't make it suck any less. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad they diagnosed it. I'm glad there wasn't a catastrophic yeah. incident for journey. Um, you know, it's interesting that when the interview and I'll mention this when we move on, um, the story that I wrote, and I can put a link in the show notes or whatever if, if people want to look at it. Um, it's over. It's almost a decade old now, which is crazy. Um, the page mm-hmm. looks like crap because it's a website and they've redesigned it six times. Um, and so the page used to look great, and now it just it, it exists. That's all that matters. I'm happy that it okay. exists. Okay. Um, but uh, one of the, the we had to cut stuff out of it, right? It was too long. And one of the interviews and that that we had to cut was um, with Brian Quinn. So if you're not familiar with that name, he was the athletic director at Loyola Marymount, um, and was on the court the the with the Hank Gathers incident. And mm-hmm. I, I was reading rereading through my interview notes with him just today as as we were getting ready to do this show. And and I sent him a follow up email at the very end because I forgot to ask him a question. Um, because if I remember correctly, 10 years ago, when we were doing about 10 years ago, I was doing that interview, he called me at a time that I wasn't expecting. And so I was a little bit off guard in, in the interview <laughs> right. process, right? Yeah, like, like you fun. know how that works. Like I was trying to I find do, my notes, I do. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> like, like, where's that file? Um, and like, I can hardly re- read my own handwriting on, on the notes that I have, but I was able, <laughs> I was able to go through it, but I forgot a question. And so I emailed him and asked, I said, you know, thank you so much for your time. Um, but I have one more question and, and I should have asked this earlier, but you know, 21 years after, and now we're 30 years after, right? right. Uh, after, after Hank, um, could you have imagined that we would still be talking about this? Uh-huh. And his answer was no. Yeah. He said, you know, with all the advances that we've had in medicine, you know, it's like, you know, you, you trust mm. the doctors and, and you know that they know what's best. He's like, but it is just kind of mind boggling that 21 years now, 30 years later, yeah. we, we don't have a solution for this. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a tough topic, mm-hmm. um, and and now and now tougher because because there's this there's this viral curveball that's been thrown in the middle of right, it. Right, right. So yeah, it's it's a hard topic, but um, but cheers to Journey. Um, it sucks. Yes. Yes. It 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 definitely sucks. Um, but I'm glad he's around. I've I've you know James. Franklin said that, you know, Journey's been actually kind of helping to coach the running backs. And, you know, that was the first thing that I said when I read mm-hmm. the news was like, I hope he thinks about getting into coaching. Um, and it sounds like maybe that's going to be a, a route for him. So, you cool. know, keep him in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish him nothing but the best. That It's, it's hard when there's nothing you can do about it. Um, being, being alive is better. It is. Every day. Every day. 
Um, so sorry for the downer to start the show, but that was. I mean, it's it's, it's that's a that's, it's a serious thing. Um, mm-hmm. and and the fact that it was a it, you know it was a serious thing, uh, ten years ago. Um, and it still is, and mm-hmm. it's you know complicated by the, this other big medical issue that's that's uh, that everyone's dealing with. Um, I, we're, we're probably fortunate, uh, we being college football, you know, uh, uh, programs and teams and players and fans and all that stuff, um, th- th- that we haven't lost somebody. We, the the, the right. player hasn't died directly related to this. I know there, there have been a couple instances where um, uh, there is a, there's a kid at Cal U. Um, they, yeah. they, were, they were not playing, um, but, uh, but, but he passed away in the summer. Um, so it's a thing to watch. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if they caught Journey Brown's problem because of a COVID test and because of uh, all the stuff that's going on, you know, there's, there's your silver lining. It, it's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not good that he doesn't get to play. But um, when, when the diagnosis came out, my, my, like my breath caught. Yeah. When I went, as, soon as, as soon as I heard the, the hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, I went, oh, you know, yeah. like it was an audible gasp. I was sitting here in this room when I read that. And, um, okay. Okay. And I was just like, oh, because there's nothing you can do about it. Like when yeah. you see those, when you see that phrase together, you just know that there's, there's nothing you can do. Hey buddy. Um, you're, you're not going to like the next topic anymore. Um, well, maybe a little bit. I'm going <laughs> to move the cat back here so I can see my notes. Charlie was just coming to be like a, was, was coming to give us the, 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 the cuteness that we needed after a tough conversation. That's so I right. appreciate that, Charlie. That's thank you. Right. He is, his timing is is either excellent or awful. <laughs> don't don't bite the light, please. Don't do that. Don't don't. Um, a thing that I've been thinking about, uh, and, and I thought about a lot uh, on Saturday last week. Uh, do coaches who are struggling, buddy? Thank you. Uh, in 2020, get a pass because of the disease and as we found out in uh you know a few days later uh south carolina says <laughs> no nope. no 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 they don't um okay but caveat it was will muschamp yes and that's 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 an, that's an important caveat to, to to recall uh us you know being focused on the big 10 charlie um was <laughs> i i naturally thought of jim harbaugh and yeah. James Franklin. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to ask you about this. I, I kind of think, um, uh, you know, the, the, the must champ question aside, uh, <laughs> I, I, I still kind of think context matters. Um, and I, as I said last week, I think um, Penn State's problems um, ha- have to do with departures. Journey Brown is not playing. Right. Uh, second Street tailback is not playing uh, because of an injury. Um, right. You you know you lost a, 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 a once in a decade wide receiver to graduation. You've lost your your best defensive player opted out because of the of the of the virus. Right. Um, that's a lot of stuff that's not in James Franklin's control. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I that that feels more like just kind of an aberration, and Michigan does not feel like it. And, and I, I keep bringing up Harbaugh and I don't want you guys to think that I, I want him gone. I actually, I actually want him to stay, <laughs> but, um, but I, but, but you look at, at, at how awful the back end of his defense is. Um, he, I, you know, he's a quarterback whisperer and he still doesn't have a quarterback. He's, I, I'm not, I don't know what the, what, how long his leash would be. Um, I imagine pretty obviously it's pretty long, um, but Carla, what's your, what is your sense of uh, you know do do coaches get a pass because this is such a weird year? Um, uh, you know, is 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 must champ the aberration or or do we are we still going to take a little more uh, nuanced look at this? Um, well, being a Penn State fan, I I I don't want to see James Franklin get fired. I, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't either. I would I, not either. I. I think. Um, I think you're right there. I mean, there's just been so many twists and turns with the Penn State season and players opting out and injuries and journey and, um, it, it, it all happened late. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like, jur- jur- we didn't know that Journey wasn't going to play this year until what three days before the season started. I, uh, yeah, like, yeah, just it, right out the outset. It was just right at the very beginning for an undisclosed reason that they said he wasn't going to play. Obviously, now we know what that reason was, but um, those are huge losses three days away from kickoff, right? Um, and not having spring practice and not truly having a, any sort of fall practice and really only having a couple of weeks to put a season together. Right. Um, as a Penn State fan. I definitely want to see James Franklin get another year. Um, I, I want to see what he can do with um, in a normal season. But right, it's the difference between being an anomaly and a trend. Um, and and this is an anomaly for for James Franklin based off of the last three years of performance that Penn State has had. Right? Exactly, and that's that's one of the things that that is top of mind. You you look yeah. at his record at Penn State versus this year, and then you look at at Jim Harbaugh's body of work at Michigan. And we're, we're talking about two very, very different things. Right. Um, so is Harbaugh on a shorter lead? I, I, I think Harbaugh will get the benefit of the doubt because of the, of the situation that we are dealing with this year. Um, but I think you'll probably hear it more in the off season. Um, mm-hmm. if, you know, the closer that we get to maybe being back to normal next fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, if there's not any market improvement, um, particularly with a young quarterback that should have the opportunity to, to, build into the program um and there's not any sort of improvement in that regard then i would think the harbaugh's on a shorter leash okay. he's been at michigan longer the trend is is the opposite direction of james franklin right yep. at, at penn state um i think he'll get a pass for i don't think michigan will pull will pull the the, the rug out from under harbaugh this year because if they were going to pull the rug out from under harbaugh they would have done it last year yeah that's true you know, I, I just, I, I think they're going to hang on to him for this year and just say, you know what, 2020, you know, we have no idea, right? Theme of the year. 2020, we have no idea. We're just going to let it ride. Um, of course, if they, if they fire him, you know, we'll, we'll must champs, right? They're ready to go. Right? <laughs> uh, okay, so here's, here is, here is um, a fun trivia. And I've been, I, I, th- th- this might be the theme of, of, a, of a show in the next week or two. Um, the year of the group of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you include BYU, there are seven group of five teams in the top 25 at this moment. Um, so, <laughs> and one of them is not Appy State. And one of them is not. <laughs> right. Right. Um, uh, or or uh, Central Florida, which is uh, that, right. that's, that's been the thing. Um, so AJ is... Um, between that and and you know having the the, the Pac-12 after dark games back, um, AJ, this is this is AJ's year to shine. <laughs> uh, so in that vein, we're going to let AJ talk to you about uh, the games that he's going to be paying attention to this weekend. AJ, go. Hello, everyone. Uh, it is this week's Group of Five report. Uh, we got a banger of a schedule on Saturday. We're going to ignore the rest of the week. Maction is happening. Um, amazing things have already happened, like Kent State scoring 69 points. So um, let Maction cook, but we're probably never going to talk about it on the show unless we start talking about next week's games already. But let's go through this. Saturday noon, App State versus Coastal Carolina in Conway. Coastal Carolina favored by 5.5, over under 48 um, Zach Thomas got hurt last week against Georgia State. He they looked really rough in his absence. Um, he's day to day could potentially play, um, but they also lost Dietrich Harrington. Dietrich Harrington, who was their starting running back, he's out as well. Um, App State is kind of limping into this game. Uh, Coastal has looked great. They got Grayson McCall back a few weeks ago. Um, this is for the Sun Belt East. Uh, so this is to go play Louisiana in the Sun Belt title game. I expect Coastal to win. Coastal continues to coast, um, maintain Chanticleers. Again at noon, uh, Georgia Southern at Army. This is uh, game two of Army's partial option to full option spectrum games to end the season. Um, Army's favored by four, over under 41 and a half. This game should be over in approximately nine seconds. Um, it is a partial option football versus actual option football. Um, Georgia Southern got scared last week against a not very good Texas State team. But this should be fun. Um, Army has looked up and down sort of all year. Um, their quarterback has thrown 40 passes. 
three of them have been picked off. Don't throw the ball, Army. Just don't. Um, Shy Words from uh, Georgia Southern is amazing and fun to watch. So this should be a good game. Put these up on on the two screens. Don't worry about anything happening at noon. Nine win Indiana. 3.30 p.m., Cincinnati at UCF. Uh, Cincinnati favored by six, over under 63.5. This is the opposite of the Georgia Southern Army game where they're going to throw the ball a bazillion times. Um, This should be high scoring, super fun. Um, Cincinnati is going for style points at this point. They're undefeated. They don't look like anybody else in the conference is going to catch them. And now they are just beating everybody to death in the hopes that that will impress the college football playoff. It won't. But still, we we appreciate we appreciate the bludgeonings. Uh, also, today I learned that Spectrum, uh, UCS Stadium used to be Spectrum Stadium. Uh, Spectrum, because of 2020, was set to renew, or the, the, their naming rights on the stadium was set to end in 2020, and they were probably going to renew but because of covid they like canceled all extraneous contracts and everything like that so they didn't renew the name of the stadium and so now ucf stadium is officially named bounce house which is the nickname for the stadium because the students would jump in unison and would shake the entire stadium so uh the official name of ucf stadium is bounce house so just enjoy that fact just put that in the back of your brain and have a giggle on you know a wednesday about it Additionally, at 3.30, San Diego State at Nevada. San Diego State favored by one and a half, over-unders 47. Um, Dear CBS, do this every year. This is the normal, traditional SEC SOCON Saturday. right? This is when Alabama plays like the Citadel or some nonsense. The Mountain West is on CBS this week. (laughs) On national television. Um, This is Brady Hoke, San Diego State. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, I bless you, CBS, for making the most of this weird-ass season to do something truly fun. And that's putting 3-1 and one San Diego State versus 4-0 Nevada on national goddang TV. Um, they should do this every year. Just let the SEC Network and ESPN or whatever have Soak on Saturday. Um, and let CBS put some dumb uh, Mountain West game on. It's amazing. I love this more than pretty much everything. Uh, both of these teams are very good. Uh, San Diego State runs the ball just a little bit better, uh, and I think that'll be the difference in this game. 7 p.m., San, Ho- San Jose State at Fresno State. San Jose State favored by 2.5, over under 60. Hands up if you saw undefeated San Jose State coming. 2020 is the weirdest. Um, they're playing good enough defense. And they're putting up a number of points, and they're doing so against okay competition. Uh, uh, the only they played the first two games of the season were against not very good competition, and everybody's like, "Okay, cool, you won against you're like a middle of the pack team. You beat the two uh, basic ones." But then they beat San Diego State, um, who is a very good football team, as it seems right now. So there's a little bit, of, a little bit of legitimacy to San Jose State. In their abilities. Uh, Fresno State came out, lost to Hawaii to start the season, and everybody thought Fresno State wasn't going to be very good this year. And then they've bounced back with a bit of a leaky defense, but they've been putting up a number of points as well. So go good, Sparty. You're probably going to win this game, but this should be fun. Uh, This is on CBS Sports Network, the network of champions. And finally, a game that I've been waiting for for so long, 11 p.m., Boise goes to Hawaii. Uh, Boise's favored by 14. The over-under on this game is 59. Um, Boise got their tails kicked in by BYU. Um, and that was largely due to the fact that they went from their starting quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, to their backup. Then their backup got hurt. And then they went to their third stringer. So the third stringer had to come in and play against BYU. Uh, it's going to end poorly for you. And that's why that game was 51-17. Um, Hank Bachmeyer is back. Um, he is a very, very good quarterback. Uh, they they beat the ever-living daylights out of Colorado State last week. So I expect Boise to do well. Hawaii started the season strong by beating Fresno. Then they lost to Wyoming. But it, everybody went, well, it's in Wyoming. And it was like 20 degrees that day. Warm people going to cold place usually ends poorly. Then they had a close one against New Mexico. And then got just beaten to death by San Diego State last week. So... 
Hawaii is probably not very good. They're giving up more yards than they're putting up. They're giving up more points than they're putting up, and that's a bad recipe. So I expect Boise to cruise in this game, but it's Hawaii football from the big island, so just let that tuck you into bed. It's 11 p.m. You're probably not going to stay up, but if you do, let it happen. Uh, This has been your Group of Five report. Um, We're going to keep doing this as long as we can. Hopefully none of these games get canceled because they all should be very good. Um, Stay safe out there. Everything's a little hectic, uh, but stay safe. And nine windy in is happening. Also, Michigan's going to probably lose to Rutgers. Back to you, Carlin Crappy. Thank you, AJ. I hope you enjoy, uh, continue to enjoy your weirdness in whatever it is you do after I go to bed on Saturday. Um, I do appreciate you watching those games for me, so I can I can be comfortable when I get up on Sunday and watch the highlights and feel like <laughs> I'm not missing something. I can make it till the first half, and that's about that's about it for me. I have to check out it. It depends. It depends. It depends on what's going on with like the 7:30 games. If I get sucked into something, I might make it to 11. Might make it. Might, I've made it to midnight once this fall, I think, on a Saturday. Um, but that's 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 pushing it for me. Um, fortunately, the game that I'm 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 paying attention to this weekend is on Big Nude, not Little Nude, but Big Nude. Big nude. Um, as we go to the games that we're going to talk about, uh, Big Nude uh, that is of course noon uh, Saturday, number nine Indiana at number three Ohio State. Um, Ohio State is favored by twenty point five points. The over under is a ridiculous sixty six point five. Um, Carla, I'm gonna let you go first because <laughs> I I have many thoughts about this. I, I thought you might have many thoughts, so so I kept I kept my notes kind of short so I could let you since I was talking about about uh about Journey Brown for a while I figured um, I'd let you have the the reins here. Okay. Um, so fun fact as I was digging up on this game, um, Sporting News had a really nice tidbit of information here hmm. that um no Big Ten champion has ever swept. Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State in the same year. It's huh. never been done. It would um, be a difficult thing to do. To, it would be a difficult be thing to do. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't – if you're a West team, you don't play all those teams every right. year. And so, I mean, so it's a big statement, but at the same time, it, it limits the number of teams that would have the option of doing that. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly where Indiana is sitting this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the opportunity to do that, having, you know, already picked up two of those wins um it's the best start for indiana since 1987 um they are four and no um indiana hasn't beat ohio state since 1988 they tied in 1990 Mm -hmm. um but but hasn't beat ohio state since 1988 so and, and that's you know put that in perspective because it makes me feel real old that's long before any of these uh current players were even born um i know right I was I I I I was in my my third year of college. I won't tell you how old I was. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, I have a big birthday this year, so I'm just not bringing that Uh up. Um, Uh so there's a lot on the line here for for Indiana, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but we knew that. Um, and Indiana is pesky to ohio state even when they're in down years uh have, have been um recently I, I i we told you that like the the first game of the big 10 season um indiana is the biggest pain in the ass team in the big 10 as far yeah. as i'm concerned and have been for like five years um uh-huh. for, for both of our teams right indiana is the team that you really hate playing you know remember first week of the year before i knew that penn state was gonna have an off year this year and how nervous i was about playing indiana and how pesky yep. they are like here's yeah. Hello, Indiana. Welcome to being a top 10 team in the country. Um, how, does in, how does Ohio State beat Indiana? Control Michael Penix, yeah. right? Indiana doesn't have much of a rush game. Um, they're averaging less than 100 yards per game rushing. So the entire defensive strategy should be just reining in Michael Penix, um, who has made key throws and has been mobile when he has needed to be. He hasn't played a defense like Ohio State's. Okay against well if you think about who indiana has who, who indiana has played um penn state's defense is down this year we know that um so they've um they haven't faced a defense that schemes like this okay. um the other way the ohio state wins this football game is by avoiding turnovers that's been indiana's mojo this year indiana yeah. defense has 10 interceptions and if if they can can 
if, if, if Ohio State can keep their heads on its shoulders and, and not make stupid throws, you're going to – that's – without those turnovers, Indiana's not winning some of these games. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's just all there is to it. Um, the other thing – and the other – I'm taking Ohio State, but if I was a betting person, I'd take Indiana in the points. Um, yep. And the reason why I still think Ohio state is going to win this game. They're playing at home in the shoe. I know that doesn't matter when there's no fans, but like, I still just like, I, I like, Indi- I like Ohio state playing in the shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio state had an unexpected bye week last week, which we talked about. And, um, and based on what uh, some of the reporters were saying, I think it was 11 warriors that, that wrote um, that the player, the Ohio state players were, and this is a direct quote, angry. Yeah. Um, like they had lost yeah. against Maryland. Um, and you don't ever want to be the team that Ohio State plays after a loss. I'm using air quotes because it wasn't a loss, right? They just unexpectedly didn't play. Right. Um, that's going to be motivation for them to go out and win this game because they know this game is for the East. Mm-hmm. They know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the whoever wins this game is likely going to the Big Ten title game. Um, Ohio State's going to play motivated, and they're going to win this football game. They aren't going to win it by 20 points but they're going to win this football game. Yes. If this game plays out uh, as I think it will, I'm, I, am, I am not going to have a fun Saturday afternoon. Um, I, I think Ohio State's going to win, but I don't think, I, I don't think if, if you took Indiana in the points, I don't think you would be unhappy um, because this very much feels like a game that's going to be way tighter than it's, than it's supposed to be or, or way tighter than Las Vegas thinks it's going to be. Um, Indiana's past works to its advantage this year, not just against Ohio State, but but everybody. I mean, they've recently been consistently annoying, as as we as as you mentioned, um, but that hasn't always translated into wins until this year. Um, they have the best quarterback they've had in a very long time. They have a solid receiving core, um, not much of a running game, not much of a defense, um, but so far that hasn't seemed to matter a whole lot. Um, I, I I think teams still look at the schedule and think, ah, Indiana. Um, and then, you know, you, you do that at your own peril. And then Indiana, uh, you know, wins the, the Michigan State Championship because they've beaten both of the conference teams from, from Michigan so far this season. Um, so um, my, here, here's why I'm most nervous. Uh, Ohio State's defense isn't especially good either. Um, it's more talented. Uh, and, and yes, the scheme is different. Um, and, and I, and I think probably will end up being more effective than, than anybody that, that, that Indiana's played so far, but statistically Indiana's defense is, is, is a little bit better, uh, giving up fewer yards, giving up fewer points per game. So my, my other bit of gambling <laughs> advice, uh, is that if the over under holds steady, uh, take the over, <laughs> Uh, this I think this is going to be a Big Ten game uh, that a Fun Belt fan would appreciate. Um, in fact, I think <laughs> pretty much everyone is going to appreciate this game more than I will, um, <laughs> even though Ohio State will come out on top uh, it, it, it eventually. Uh, it, it may take until 3 o'clock on Saturday for, for that to happen. But um, everybody have fun with this one because I am not. I am not <laughs> going to have fun. Uh, until the game is over. Um, at which point, at 3.30 on Saturday, I will turn my attention, uh, hopefully in a, in a happy mood, uh, to number 10, Wisconsin, at number 19, Northwestern. Uh, Wisconsin is favored by 7.5. I said the, uh, the over-under for Ohio State and Indiana was 66.5. This is a much more respectable Big Ten over-under of 45 points. <laughs> Carla, what do you think? Well, it's interesting because of the way that Wisconsin has put up points. Yes. Um, it's a shame that Wisconsin has dealt with games that have been impacted by COVID. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Because we've only gotten to see this Wisconsin offense twice, and holy cow, is it scary. <laughs> um, Graham Wartz has seven touchdowns in two games. Yeah. He's a freshman. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Scary. Mm-hmm. Um. Graham Wirtz, seven touchdowns in two games as a freshman. Um, and to go along with that, you know, instead of replacing Jonathan Taylor with a running back, mm-hmm. they replaced Jonathan Taylor with a fleet. Yeah. 
of running backs. Um, you know, Nakia Watson has been kind of the, the, the go-to, I guess you would say. He probably he has the most touchdowns out of any of them. But Jalen Berger came in and made a statement last week against Michigan um, in the second half. Um, he's a freshman. Yeah, this Wisconsin team is going to be scary for the next three years. <sighs> They're going to be real good. Um, and, and here's what goes along with that. Yeah. The Wisconsin defense is still real good too. Like yeah, we've yeah, known yeah. about the Wisconsin defense for yeah. a long time, um, but they're only averaging, they've only given up an average of nine points per game, seven mm-hmm. points in the first game, 11 points last week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, true. They've only played two games. I get that. But at the same time, you know, they, they played a, a, a Michigan team that has the, uh, the sixth, Total offense. Michigan has the sixth best total offense in the Big Ten, so they're right in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, Northwestern has the eleventh. Yeah. Um, so as much as I really, really want Northwestern to be in this game, um, the Northwestern defense hasn't faced a ground game no. with those fleet of running backs like this. Um, although funny, Peyton Ramsey, because you know, because we love talking about Indiana on this show. Um, <sighs> stab the stab stab the the heart a little <laughs> bit more. Um, <laughs> Peyton Ramsey, former Indiana quarterback, yes. um, you know, leading the helm at, um, at Northwestern this mm-hmm. year. I just uh, – Northwestern is a good football team. They're going to get a very yeah. nice bowl game. They will. Um, they're going to finish the season really str- – you know, this might be their only loss on the year. Mm-hmm. It really might be when you look at the way their schedule, their schedule plays out. They're just – they just haven't seen an, an, an often a ground game like this. They're not great stopping their – you know um, – Wisconsin's going to win this game, and I think fairly easily. Um, it might be close in the first half, but I just, mm. I, I, I just think Wisconsin's a scary team, and they're going to keep being scary. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, it's, it's interesting. I, I, this is like Wisconsin versus Wisconsin light. Um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you're I, right. I mean, I mean uh, you know, these teams want to look like each other. And by that, I mean, Northwestern wants to, to look like Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, you know, physical football, tough defense, solid running game. And, and Wisconsin's, or excuse me, Northwestern has done that this year. Um, yeah. They just haven't faced a team like Wisconsin. Um, you know, so, so to, I mean, that's, that's what the eye test shows so far. Statistically, there's a bit of a discrepancy completely in favor of the Badgers. And that's largely because Paul Chris gets the large guys while Pat Fitzgerald gets the smart ones. Um, right. <laughs> uh, the Wildcats are scrappy. And, and you know, scrappy is, a, is the, uh, the code word for uh, they maybe play over their heads a little bit. Um, they, they have um, – taken a spot in the west that i i would have that would at the outset anyway i thought would have been held by uh minnesota or iowa right um and then wisconsin you know uh, uh with the exception of them only playing two games is exactly where you know wisconsin should be um but and 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 actually uh, I, that's that's not quite true wisconsin's offense is better than i thought it would be because you know, freshman quarterback, you think freshman quarterback is going to struggle. It's going to be, you know, show flashes of talent and Graham Mertz (laughs) and is the real deal. He doesn't look like a freshman trying to figure out what the hell he's doing. Um, uh, He won't need to be Mr. Everything on Saturday um, Mm -hmm. because I, you know, regardless of what happens, I I think Wisconsin is going to win this. Uh, If he is Mr. Everything on Saturday, um, I I think that's going to be a pretty, ugly game uh in in evanston for the for the home team after all of that big 10 angst figure out the the top of the the, of the league in the east and the top of the league in the west it's going to actually be nice at 7 30 to switch over to bedlam and just watch stupid fun big 12 (laughs) football uh, the number 14 Oklahoma State is visiting number 18 Oklahoma. Oklahoma is favored by seven. Uh, the over-under is 60 points. Carla, what do you think? Take the over. Um, point, point number one. <laughs> point number one, take the over. Um, Spencer versus Spencer. I love this. Um, we got two quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in this game. Both have the first name of Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you look at that, you can pretty much tell the difference between these two teams. Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State respectable 766 yards with five touchdowns on the season spencer rattler for oklahoma 2018 yards with 18 touchdowns huh yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's a difference there that's That's, yeah 
it's 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 it's, a, it's definitely a difference. Now now here's the thing, right? Oklahoma has two losses, and you look at those statistics and you go, how the heck did Oklahoma lose two football games? Oklahoma's undoing this season, and their two losses has been untimely turnovers. Mm-hmm flat out um an interception late against iowa state sealed the win for the cyclones um a fumble and an interception against kansas state and then there were in between those there were three sequences of punts Mm -hmm. all of which were either um one one was um caused by a sack that that pushed them back the other two were untimely penalties Mm -hmm. so mistakes that oklahoma has made on their own has been their demise. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not that, that's not take anything away from from Iowa State or Kansas State. They're both good teams this year. Yeah. Um, but but Oklahoma has shot themselves in the foot when they didn't need to. Um, that that has caused them, leading them to to the um, to losing two games. Um, so the way that Oklahoma State wins this football game is to force Oklahoma into turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. And the problem is Oklahoma State hasn't done that all season. Um, Oklahoma State is eighth in the conference in turnover margin. They've only forced six turnovers the entire year, and they've played seven games. Um, and, and so they have an uphill battle here. Um, and what's Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, all things considered, for the Big 12, Oklahoma State actually has a pretty balanced offense between their run pass. I mean, they've got Chuba Hubbard. Um, Oklahoma's defense has actually been good against the run. I know I just said that about a Big 12 team. I, I'm sitting down too. Specifically, you said that about Oklahoma. I know, right? Oklahoma has been good against the run, and I actually have the statistics to prove it. No. The Oklahoma run def- rush defense is the 14th best rush defense in the country. That's Ooh, okay. better than number 18, Indiana, mm-hmm. number 24, Clemson, mm-hmm. and number 35, your Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, fine. Okay, whatever. That's an impressive number. It is. And they've, it really and they've is. played seven. They've played eight. No, Oklahoma's played eight games. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So Oklahoma has played more games than most of the Power Five slate has played. And they're still 14th in the country on pass defense. Mm-hmm. Or on, okay. on rush defense. On excuse rush, me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's going to slow down that rush game for Oklahoma State. They're going to have to rely more on the arm of Spencer Sanders, who isn't used to throwing the ball that much. Mm-hmm. The one thing that Oklahoma State has going for it, they do have the number two pass defense in the conference. That should slow down Spencer Rattler and that Oklahoma offense a little <laughs> bit, but I'm not sure it's going to be enough because okay. Oklahoma State's just not putting points up on the board. If you look at that point differential between them, which I'm sure you're going to bring up, um, like it's it's ridiculous. I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to bring that up, but yeah. – but... I mean, Oklahoma's yes. putting up like an average of 40-something points per game, and, and Oklahoma State's at like 28, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the key for Oklahoma State is to force turnovers and to slow the Oklahoma offense down enough so that they can stay in the game. I'm just not sure both those things are going to happen for them. Oklahoma's playing at home. There will be a few fans in the stands. Um, Oklahoma wins Bedlam this year, but it's going to be silly fun. Watch it. That's the thing. That, that, I mean, this is the epitome of stupid fun Big 12 football. Um, yep. Don't worry too much about stopping the other team. Just try to score more. Um, and, and then, you know, as you mentioned, and I, I, I didn't dig into the, the, the point differential, but, but Oklahoma does have a, a solid run defense. And, and the strength of Oklahoma State's offense, uh, unlike past years, is, is Chuba Hubbard. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, that's, and, then, and then, you know, play action and, 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 and hope to, to, to go downfield with, uh, off of some of that stuff. But if you can't run the ball, play action doesn't work. Um, this game doesn't matter one single bit in terms of the playoff picture or any of that national college football stuff. Um, but it's going to be, it's just going to be a fun game to watch on Saturday night. Who am I picking? You might ask, uh, solely on the strength of Spencer Rattler's name, which outclasses that of Bo Nix every day in a month of Sundays. I am picking Oklahoma. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I, I think that's a, I think that's a solid pick all the way. Boys and girls, you can hear the Carl and Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google, all of the other podcasting services. You can watch us on YouTube and on the show's Facebook page. Uh, if you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business, and be sure to come back next week, not only to see exactly how wrong we were, but to see what we think of the season's initial college football rankings. Yes. Carla. Carla, do you have any final thoughts? Um, just three real quick things. Yep. Um, 
Coastal's got a real test this week. I know we were we were rooting Coastal to eight no last week. That was yeah. the end of the show notes, and then of course that game got canceled. But Coastal's got a real test this week against Appy State. Um, if Coastal's going to stay right. unbeaten and in the top twenty-five, um, that's a big game for them. Yep. Another Big Twelve game. If you're looking for another stupid fun Big Twelve game, um, Iowa State has a test against Kansas State this week, and th- that game is happening at the totally normal kickoff time of 4 p.m. Eastern on Fox. The hell was that? <laughs> right? I, I think they moved kickoff up so they get Bedlam in. I don't know. Yeah, um, like but yeah, so so Iowa State against Kansas State, that's, that has the, the that says the epitome of, it's going to be like the opposite of Bedlam, right? I think that game's going to be uh, lower yes. scoring. Yes. Um, ground and pound, but should still be wildly entertaining. Um, and, and even less meaningful than, than Oklahoma, exactly. and Oklahoma State. So mm-hmm. yeah, go for it. And finally... Welcome to the 2020 season, Utah. If they actually finally get to play a football game this weekend, um, trust. Utah trust is playing their first college football game <laughs> on Saturday, November 21st against USC. Um, 2020, we have no freaking idea. <laughs> we have no freaking idea. And Utah's probably going to get thumped in that game too. Just, I don't know. I, um, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Um, again, we, we would have discussed, uh, if we didn't have the games that we had to discuss, um, number seven, Cincinnati at UCF at yeah. 3.30. This, I mean, this would be, this is, I, I'm looking at this as sort of like a symbolic um, potential passing of the torch because mm-hmm. UCF has been the, the scary um, uh, a group of five team for, you know, for the past five or six years. Um, and that's, that's, that is not the case this year. Uh, that is Cincinnati. Uh, the Bearcats are, are five and a half point favorites on the road. Um, but I don't, you know, UCF is not going to give up this crown, uh, all that easily. So that would be, uh, that would be a fun one to check on, um, as you, as you also pay attention to, uh, you know, especially if Wisconsin and Northwestern gets out of hand too, but you yeah. might want to switch over and, and watch that one. Um, boys and girls. I appreciate you watching us once again, uh, Carla. Uh, thank you for uh, your, your the research that you did and um, taking us through a, a a serious subject at the top of the show, and then indulging me with my normal crap for the rest of the thing. Here's hoping we're recording the show on Tuesday night again. I posted this last week. This is what happens when you record a show on Tuesday, and then the the schedule goes to hell between Tuesday and Saturday. So I am raising my glass to. Not losing any of our games this week. <laughs> Let's not lose. I, I'm not going to do another disclaimer, guys. I mean, it, if, if a game that we talked about today doesn't happen this weekend, you know why at this point. I'm not, not going to add another thing. Um, it's just, it's, it's 2020, dude. It's just how it goes. It's just how it goes. Doesn't uh, make it suck any less. <laughs> does not make it suck any less. That's, there's our t-shirt for, for this year that's our t-shirt number three at this point Carla and we, we, crappy show that doesn't make it make suck, it suck any less <laughs> uh cheers boys and girls thank you very much for watching this carla cheers to you cheers everyone uh, be sure to come back next week uh and we will do this all over again